0: Welcome in to the Horror Judge Podcast. My name is Phil. And I'm Stacy, And this is a podcast devoted to reviewing and breaking down horror movies, both new and old, good and downright fucking terrible with me, somebody who loves horror movies and always has.
1: And me who married into it.
0: And we're still a relatively new podcast. And with that being said, if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to sp- subscribe, share with your friends to help us grow. But really, the best way they can help us out is by dropping a review. Uh, it's... Honestly, the best way to help our small business and podcast grow, introducing new viewers, uh, and it's very much appreciated. Uh, We're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at The Horror's Edge, and this is the best way to get in contact with us. We're constantly posting on there about upcoming episodes or maybe something that we noticed. Uh, Throw a comment in there. Let us know what you think. Uh, We love to hear feedback from the podcast, whether you love it, hated it, uh, have a completely different opinion, It's the discussion that makes this continue. Uh, and Even before we hop into the episode, I want to apologize for a break in between episodes. I've been traveling a lot for work, so finding time to sit down, not just watch the movie, but then also give the additional hour-ish of recording, another hour-ish of editing, and then uploading. Just couldn't find the time to do it. Uh, But today we're going to be discussing 2023's film... Renfield Stacy what did you know about this film
1: Nicholas Cage was in it (laughs) (laughs) and that's it um I saw I forgot what movie we had seen and it was a preview in the movie trailer um and I saw it and I looked at you and I said this looks stupid as hell And here we are.
0: And here we are. Uh, It's funny because both of our kids, uh, especially my daughter, she typically does not like horror or anything scary. She's like, I want to see that movie. I don't know what it was about the commercials that made this so appealing, but I thought that it looked like a lot of fun. My kids thought that it looked awesome, and they both wanted to see it. Uh, You thought that it looked retarded. Yeah, Uh, I
1: mean... I guess I can't think of Nicolas Cage kind of in, I guess, more of like a horror comedy. That's what this is. I am kind of going off of. Um, So when I think of Nicolas Cage, the first thing I think of is um, National Treasure. Okay. So it's like hard for me to put him in. Obviously, he's a well-known actor for many other movies, but that's my kind of... He's
0: mainly known for action type of stuff. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, you know. Uh, but no, I was looking forward to the movie just because the kids were excited. But I had no, if they didn't want to watch it, I wasn't gonna waste my time on it.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, so I saw the trailers board, and I thought that it looked really awesome. But I have to restrain myself a little bit. I can't keep going to the theaters for every single movie. And at the time that this was out, there were a couple other films that I decided I'm going to check out before I check this out. Um. So this one kind of fell back at the wayside, and then by the time that I could have gone to see it, I was like, eh, it's gonna be streaming really soon. Might as well wait for it, and now it's available on peacock for free, yeah, um, so without getting into it really, uh I felt that it was worth the wait um and not go to the theaters to see it, yeah, looking back, I kind of regret it. this would have been fun with an audience full of people, especially opening weekend type of deal where. People don't know much about it i think that it would have been a good time uh
1: yeah i could see where having the audience kind of um enjoy the movie together it probably would have brought the experience up a level but based on my rating i don't really think that i needed the audience
0: so uh, speaking of the genre itself horror comedy there's really not that many out there that do it well um
1: where they're leaning more towards the horror aspect versus the comedy aspect. Well, e-
0: either way, having the combination of the two will destroy one or the other typically. Yeah. And that's what made me say when I was in theaters, this isn't going to be worth my time because most of them aren't. Uh, let's be real. Dale and Tucker vs. Evil is awesome. Cabin in the Woods has some absolutely hilarious parts to it. The original scary movie and even the second one, I guess. I was going to say, say that's. Uh, was in the runnings for it. There might be one or two others that are kind of slipping my mind right now, but other than that, they're pretty terrible usually.
1: And I think that's kind of why I was a little bit more reserved for this type of movie is because I love the scary movie like parodies. I like those movies, and I wasn't sure if it was going to take kind of that sense or if it was going more horror-based. And even watching it now... It's kind of a split down the middle for me. It was, it was very horror-esque, but it was also comedy. So to me, I think they did it well. They split it in, in those two genres, and they mushed it together in a, in a well movie.
0: It wasn't the over-the-top slapstick comedy no. that is the later scary movies, though. Yes. E- even it, the first two were more slapstick comedy than anything else. It, this was more of a in-your-face, gory uh, Dracula movie. But it did it in a very clever and funny way that I haven't seen a movie really do before to where it fully takes itself seriously from start to finish. Yeah. But it has some parts in it that are just it's absolutely relatable. hilarious. It, it's um, relatable. <clears throat> so before we talk more about it, let's talk about what we thought of this movie. We'll give our ratings 1 through 10, One. Dog shit terrible. Do not watch this movie. Don't waste your time. Don't tell anybody else to see a 10. This is a blockbuster, groundbreaking movie. Everybody should see this. Where would you get this?
1: So, I gave it an 8. <clears throat> I thoroughly enjoyed this movie for the comedy. I actually enjoyed some of the gruesomeness of the movie because it wasn't, it was gruesome, but it was like in a way that it didn't make me feel uncomfortable. I don't yeah. like a lot of gore and blood and kind of really heavy violence but this did it in a way that it was i I guess more settling for me i don't know how to put that any other way um the reason that it's rated that way is the language to me this movie just because you can say the words it's like every other word every other word is
0: a lot of f-bombs
1: and it just took me out of the movie because they're just saying it just because they can say it there's a time and a place to have that kind of I don't want to say naughty language. That's not the word, but this kind of gruesome language. And it really took me out of the movie. If I could rewrite this, I would take 75% of that language out because it wasn't needed. Yeah. But other than that, it was really funny. It was entertaining. It was gruesome, but in ways that it didn't make me shield my eyes, which that surprises me in, in, in that movie. (laughs) What did you rate it?
0: So I'm very close to you. I gave it a seven, uh, And some of my nitpicks and concerns were similar to yours, but it all revolved around one character. There's one character in this movie that I get why the character was in there, but I thought it didn't push the story forward at all. If anything, it dragged it out every time this person was on the screen. uh, This person was constantly like they told him while writing the script. Okay, your character is going to be saying fuck and you're going to say it a lot. Yeah. Either fuck or shit. Every other word out of your mouth is going to be that. Okay, how do I develop my character? Say it more.
1: <laughs> it it just didn't yeah, feel natural. It, it's if fine. That,
0: if that character was out of the movie, this would probably be closer to eight or a nine.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, it did have low points, but they weren't that low. The breaks in between the laughing wasn't that far apart. They didn't make it sound like, it's like, okay, we need to do joke, 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 yeah. joke. But they also didn't make it like... uh a movie that takes itself so seriously there's only one break of laughter in between scenes they spaced it out really good i thought yeah. uh and what they intended to be funny for the most part minus one character was very funny yeah uh nicholas cage fucking kills it yeah like absolutely mind-blowingly good how he was as dracula in this i, I thought that it was one of his best roles that he did in a long long time yeah if not one of his best uh the guy who did renfield nicholas how very good he Uh, looked
1: very familiar i was trying to kind of figure out where i might know him from that's a fun game i like to play
0: yeah and nothing really that i would picture him from he's in a movie called about a boy he's in mad max fury road uh He's in a movie called Warm Bodies, X-Men oh, Days that's of Future it's Past.
1: From. It's from Warm Bodies. It's a uh, it's a parody kind of like um scary movie. Warm Bodies is like uh, like Twilight sort of.
0: Gotcha. I never saw it.
1: I never saw it Twilight, but I saw the you get the enough. Of, of it. Yeah. So gotcha. that's where I definitely saw him from. Because yep. he, he does. That's who he reminds me of is uh Oh my gosh. Edward, whatever his name is. The the character from Twilight. Oh. I can't think of his name. Not the real character, the
0: yeah no nah, i don't know anyways um he does very good as renfield in this movie he has some very funny moments the action scenes with him he does pretty well in it the villains in this movie despite we think it's not really dracula it kind of sort of is but not really yeah oh. it's really the uh lobo family uh like this crime family who were secondary villains to Dracula, but Dracula you just love so much. It's hard to hate Nicolas Cage, and he doesn't feel like a bad guy in this. Even at the... Yeah, I'll I'll save that for later. Uh, Does not feel like a bad guy. The Lobo family definitely feels like bad guys, and it feels like uh, B-horror movie bad guys, like so over the top. This would never happen in a real-world type of bad guy. That's Lobo family. Yeah. Uh, and it's fun aspect. Uh, overall, I had a really good time with this movie. I can see the rewatchability being very high because of how funny it is. Yeah. Because of how over to the top the action sequences are and how well done they are actually there. So like scenes where Dracula, you see it in the trailers, transforms into some type of mist and goes into somebody man, it's done awesome. Yeah. The CGI is great with it. It's not so over the top that it looks horrible. The blood and gore, you can tell there's a lot of practical effects and it works really, really well. Yeah, it,
1: it doesn't look um, like low-budget effects nope. um, when they're doing the fight scenes and you're seeing kind of this enormous amount of blood and and everything that's, that's happening. You're not sitting there thinking, oh, man, that definitely looks fake. It looks fake, but in a way that Makes it look um, reasonable.
0: Yeah. It, it's done very well. Now, granted, all the action in this movie is super over the top. Yeah. Super. Like, if you go in there with the mindset of this is realistic fight scenes. Yeah, it's, it's not. Not. Right. Uh, not even close to it. But it doesn't try and play it off like it is. No. Uh, which is great. Uh, so before we dive any deeper into this, let's get into spoilers. Because... Actually, before we do, what type of experience do you have with uh, Dracula slash vampire movies?
1: I don't think, uh, well, I mean, like, since we have kids, I obviously um, have seen the Adam Sandler animation of, (laughs) I'm trying to blank, oh, what is it called? Hotel Transylvania. Yeah. So, I mean, recently, that's what I would say.
0: You can't think of any actual vampire movies that you've seen, whether it's any of the original Draculas, no, uh gory type of violent ones like 30 Days of Night, Interview with a Vampire.
1: I've never seen them.
0: Oh, we got to watch Interview with a Vampire. You're yeah. really going to like Interview with a Vampire. I don't. That one focuses so much more okay, in the so... drama aspect
1: there was a movie like they were in california what is that movie
0: lost boys
1: yes i we
0: watched that one recently i've watched that one so
1: that that is a, a vampire movie Yep. um no i can't say i've actually had a lot of experience <laughs> with not serious ones
0: yeah well they're, they're the, the concept of vampires it lends itself to goody e- Goofy adaptations like Fright Night and stuff like that, and obviously this. Uh, but there are plenty of ones that take itself very seriously as well. Um, I can, I, I've probably seen about a dozen of them. Ho, uh, Dracula 2000 was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> Hotel Transylvania, I Am Legend in a way is almost like vampire ish.
1: Okay, I can uh, see that.
0: You got Fright Night, you got, um, what We Do in the Shadows is a TV show that's fun. That one's goofy. You got Salem's Lot, which is a Stephen King uh, no. version of it that has some extraordinarily creepy scenes. And an interview with the vampires, one of my favorite uh, 90s horror-slash-drama-type of movies. Uh, there's okay a Dracula movie with the naked gun guy playing Dracula.
1: Oh, Leslie Nielsen?
0: I believe that's who it is, yeah. Oh.
1: So now that you're kind of making my brain work, I guess if you want me to answer it seriously, it would be Supernatural. That is the closest kind of TV show or movie kind of setting recently within the last since we've been married. Um, That's what my kind of idea of vampires and Dracula's would be would be off of that type of genre.
0: Gotcha. I mean, these stories go back so freaking long. Actually, it's one of the first universal classic monster movies that came out in uh, 1931. Uh, So these movies have been out for almost 100 years at this point, which is insane that you can still keep it somewhat fresh despite how many versions of this you have.
1: I'm sure if I would Google, like like dracula vampire movies i'm sure there's like a couple on the list that i've seen but off the top of my head those are my only references is hotel transylvania which obviously it's a comedy Some scary shit yeah well you know you never know and uh supernatural which again it's you know yeah it's for the good looking guys
0: sure (laughs) Yeah, man me. Uh, Let's dive into spoilers. So from here on out, if you have not seen this movie, highly recommend that you check it out. It's on uh, Peacock right now. I don't know how long it's going to be on there. Usually they only have rights for about a month before it starts getting released elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, But it'll be streaming wherever. I'm sure you can get it at Redbox or Video On Demand on most of the video platforms. Highly recommend it. Do not continue listening if you intend on watching this movie because we're going to spoil the shit out of it. Or... As much as I can anyway. This is some of the least amount of notes I've ever taken watching one of the movies for this podcast. Which is weird. So, the thing that I wanted to talk about previous to spoilers was the cop, uh, Rebecca... What the hell is her last name? Rebecca Quincy. I hate everything about her character. What her character is. What her character's backstory is. And every time that she goes on the screen, it's like, I'm trying to embrace my dad. But yeah. this is a story that does not need to be in this story it, it, at but, fucking all.
1: Right. It, it's almost like you had three stories wrapped up in one, but you only needed two of those stories. This third story with Rebecca made absolutely no sense when they put it in there.
0: She felt like she had three stories of her own. Well, that's true. None of them had anything to do with the story other than her relationship with renfield being good buddies that's it
1: yeah and that's all that
0: should have been there
1: her character from the beginning i didn't care for because the first five words out of her mouth were fuck shit whatever yeah i I don't like and it's not even that um i don't like to hear it 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 does not need to be said that often that quickly you can have especially from a cop Yeah, it just, it felt so unnatural. So right off the bat, that turned me off as soon as I saw her character and that's the way she was. I was like, yep, not going to like her.
0: There are characters that that works for. For example, Ted, Ted Lobo. Yes. Uh, His character does cuss. His character is kind of wild. But as a mob boss's son, like spoiled mob boss son, that's what it feels like his character should be. Uh And he plays it very well. He doesn't go super over the top with the dialogue with it. It felt more realistic. But he definitely uses it. And it felt like it fit the role. Rebecca Quincy felt like a complete piece of shit character. I hated it whenever she was on the screen, which was 20 minutes too long in an hour, 30-minute movie. And if she wasn't in it, I I would love this movie so much more. Uh, So with that being said, the movie opens up with a... We're at an intervention for bad relationships, which I thought was fucking hilarious. That was
1: so funny. Uh, And
0: it was a constant joke that kept coming back in this uh, movie. Renfield is in there and uh, he starts to talk about his beginning and it goes back and it feels just like the old school 1931 Dracula Uh, Universal monster movie where everything's in black and white, showing Dracula with the cape and the blah, blah, blah crap. And (laughs) it was pretty cool. Uh, Renfield essentially is uh, Dracula's familiar. Or familiar? Something like that.
1: A.K. his bitch.
0: Yeah, he's his his, uh, bitch doing what he does. And Dracula kind of manipulates him all the time. Like, he's always on the fence of... Don't really want to do this, but at the same time, he's my friend, and right. Dracula's playing it off like, yeah, we're family, but at the same time, I'm just using the shit out of you. Yeah. And it's showing an old scene where he saved Dracula, and uh, Dracula in a cage got caught in some like circle uh, entrapment, is floating in the air, and Renfield comes up, and there's a Pope that's trying to keep him in. And uh, another father that's, sh- like, saying some type of exorcism or something to try and get rid of him for good. And then Renfield once again saves him by kicking the dust. And you just see this awesome, super bloody, super gruesome scene where he, like, turns into a mist of Dracula, flies in through the Pope's mouth. He explodes all over the place. Yeah. And he just starts destroying the other dude. And Renfield's just standing there like.
1: <sighs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause he thought he thought he was changed, like he thought yeah. he was he was done with this.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, from here, the one of the guys ends up setting Dracula on fire by bursting the windows open. Sunlight hits him, and uh, he just gets completely messed up. So it's this phase of Dracula goes into a new town, kills a whole bunch of people, and then eventually the town starts catching on to what it is that there's a vampire or dracula in their area and they come in and try to kill him and then renfield basically picks up the pieces moves dracula to a new place and then brings him bodies to bring him back up to full health yeah and it's this constant vicious cycle that they go through
1: i loved how they showed like the beginning of the cycle where nicholas cage is almost unrecognizable because of the burns and and all that stuff and slowly through the movie you see him change and regenerate they did that perfectly because in the beginning i would have never guessed that was nicholas cage yeah he looked unrecognizable but in the most awesome like graphics or makeup i've ever seen it was gruesome but it was like so cool because slowly but surely you start to really get the characteristics of nicholas cage through yeah the cycle
0: uh my notes for this aren't great because this is a first watch for me typically i like to take notes on a second watch that way i can enjoy it but shortly after that you get into a uh scene where renfield shows up to a place uh to try and get some answers and he shows up to this drug house and the people are terrified of him they're like oh shit 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 here sorry sorry and they're throwing him bags of coke <laughs> and he's like what the hell yeah he's like who do you think i am they're, they're like the guy that we stole drugs from he's like no i'm something much worse i'm a friend of caitlin <laughs> <laughs> and then they start laughing their ass off and because uh,
1: caitlin was from the group the um you know from the beginning of the movie where they were all talking yes. about their boyfriends and and um bad friends. relationships yeah so renfield went to go seek this um boyfriend out in that's right to find, um, to help her, yes, but they don't know that. So when he says, I'm even worse, I'm a friend of Caitlin, that was the best because they don't know why he's there, yeah, and he's only there to kind of kill them so that he can feed them to Renfield, or to um, Dracula.
0: Yeah. So he has to feed people to Dracula to get them back into full health, but Renfield is kind of on offense of doing it, so he decides that he's going to do it with drug dealers and killers and stuff like that because these are the scum of the earth. Right. So it's not really making... It's not really doing a bad thing in his mind. He's getting rid of bad people off of the streets. Right,
1: because he did make friends with the people in the group, so he's using... Those bad people that yep. <clears throat> that his friends are talking about in the group to kind of feed the addiction of Dracula, but also get rid of the scum of the earth.
0: Yep. So he's fighting them. He eats a bug, which makes him have superpowers, essentially. That's how he gets his superpowers is by eating bugs. So he's got like this little, uh, it almost looks like a pest dispenser and then yeah. a cockroach will come out and he eats a yeah. cockroach or whatever. Um, So he's fighting the hitman. One of the hitman stabs him in the stomach and his guts are falling out. So he's like shoving his guts back into his stomach (laughs) and then he punches this dude in the head so hard that he punches his head through a wall, (laughs) which is pretty cool. Um, So... uh, Kenny is freaked out and gets chased by the cops. And as he's getting chased by the cops, he chucks a entire brick of Coke into one of the cops faces <laughs> to get away. <laughs> Just the dude coughing out puffs of Coke. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it gets to the point where uh, Renfield drags the bodies in to feed Dracula and Dracula doesn't want to eat them. He wants to eat people who are pure and Renfield keeps giving him bad people. He's like, give me some nudes. Give me a bus full of cheerleaders. Cheerleaders. (laughs) It's like a a bus full. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that can easily happen. Um, So this cop, Quincy, uh, goes back to the area where all this went down the other day and she wants to bring down the Lobo family. Uh, But they're basically completely. They have complete immunity in this area. All all the cops turn a blind eye to all the crazy, wild, insane shit that they do. And Renfield is at this bar as well. And as he's there, a group of nuns walks in. And then, like, (laughs) not even a second later, a bus full of cheerleaders (laughs) comes in as well. And he's like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) And this is the type of humor that it has. And it, it hits perfect for me. Uh, I was laughing my ass off. I heard you laugh and the kids were giggling like we were all enjoying it. Yeah. Most of the humor is relatively clean humor and it's not just like dick and fart jokes. <laughs> it's actually much more thought yeah. out than that. Yeah. Um. So Ted Lobo breaks into the bar to kill the cop and he's the guy who actually killed uh, uh, Rebecca Quincy's father. And she's tough as hell and stands up to him, despite the fact that everybody in this town's terrified of Ted, and the Lobo family. And Renfield ends up joining the fight to help her because he doesn't want the cop to die. And the violence is just so fucking over the top, awesome. Yeah. Like Renfield actually rips somebody's arms off, uh, or cuts their arms off with a plate. Yeah. <laughs> he has a plate and just slices both of their arms off the plate. Uh, and Renfield goes back to his intervention uh shortly after the scene and opens up and decides that he's going to go out on his own he's no longer going to be uh dracula's familiar he's going to be his own person and he's just acting like this little punk bitch at this point he's got a fucking rainbow sweater on or something <laughs> just sitting in the studio apartment uh and he goes back to his apartment and he looks down, you notice that he has a welcome come on in mat. Yeah. Which as soon as I saw that, I laughed my ass off because all the Dracula movies, one of the lore is you have to invite Dracula into your house or a vampire in. Oh, see, I and didn't to that. He did this with that. his doormat.
1: I didn't catch on to that, but that's very funny.
0: <laughs> um <laughs> so when he goes in there, uh Dracula's in there already, and uh Dracula finds the church that he goes to for his uh interventions. And he just fucks everybody up yeah. there. He just kills everybody. And Renfield's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh he, he couldn't beat Dracula there to stop him from doing it, but Dracula killed all of his friends because he, he found out uh because Ted Lobo broke into Dracula's place looking to kill the guy who killed his squad basically. Yeah. Renfield killing all Ted Lobo's guys at the bar. Um So, it it was a clever way of Dracula getting back at Renfield, uh, and cool way to tie in the beginning. Um, so, Renfield decides that he's going to help, uh, Quincy at this point, and they're going to fight off corrupt cops and the Lobo family all in one shot, because they kind of got themselves in a pickle, and it was funny, he, uh, in order to get the power, he was looking everywhere for a bug, couldn't find one, couldn't find one. Then he remembered one of his neighbors had an ant farm, so he <laughs> kicked on the door and just ate the whole ant farm, sand and all. <laughs> and then he got power to fight them, uh, and he's just kicking the shit out of people. Like, ripping somebody's arm off and chucking it like it's a spear and throwing it in through somebody's chest. Yeah. Just... <laughs> it was funny. Um, so from here... He kills all the uh, lackeys and the corrupt cops and all that. And Dracula had converted the other Lobos into uh, vampires themselves. So they have a lot of incredible powers now. Uh, so Renfield is fighting them. He kicks Ted Lobo in his guts so hard that he shit his entire guts out. Like explosively <laughs> through his ass. Everything. Uh And he finally uses his power that Dracula took from him by beating him down, basically. Uh, and Quincy made a protection circle around Dracula with cocaine, (laughs) because they couldn't find the powers, or the actual powders that they needed, but apparently any powder works. Uh, they cubed Dracula up, just cutting the shit out of him into tiny little, uh, pieces, and then turning him into, like, tiny cement balls, uh... And that was pretty much the end of the movie. I, I'm sure that I missed a lot in there. And I'm just glazing over it. But there's really. The the movie's not deep. No. <laughs> as far as the philosophy behind things. And all <laughs> it's, this. It's literally. This guy's Dracula. And this guy's his lackey. Yeah. And. We're going to do some wild and crazy shit with that for an hour and a half. It's a short. Straight to the point movie. It doesn't hang on things that it doesn't need to besides quincy and <laughs> fuck her, um it's just there to have fun
1: yeah i like how you say that it's not like a deep meaningful movie when i wrote in my notes and renfield's apartment his whole apartment is filled with motivational posters yeah. and it's hilarious because i was waiting to see you know that famous cat poster where the cat just hanging hang in there yes cat hanging on the branch they didn't have it but they did have a lot of motivational posters which i thought was funny because anytime he would go to that meeting with all those friends they would always say take your power back and like give you these yeah. like you know like um words to say to yourself to kind of pump yourself up so he took all of that and put it in his apartment and as he's having a conversation with dracula all you see is like hang in there you're doing great keep up the good work like it's just funny because
0: His goofy ass sweater,
1: right? Like his bright, like (laughs) sweater, plaid sweater. Like it just—it was so funny because it was so out of character for him, of like what you would think somebody that works for Dracula is. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I like how they did that. One cool thing that uh, I forgot to throw in there is when Dracula was in his apartment, he's like, "You keep playing the victim here. Like you're not guilty. You chose." To be part of me is to have that power. You wanted that recognition. You left your wife, you left your child to be with me. Yeah, That was your choice. Because he wanted I didn't force you to do this. And that's true. Uh, even Renfield realized, hey, that is true. What? It, this isn't something that you conned me into doing. I right. wanted that power. I wanted that recognition because I couldn't get it on my own. And that was his whole character was just trying to find himself yeah, because he never could before. He thought finding himself would be uh, being Dracula's sidekick and getting power and fame that way. And that's not what he wanted to be. And and it's almost funny in a way that that is the comedy of this movie is this guy's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was funny. It hit. It, it just worked. Yeah. Uh, I I
1: liked him as a character. He's relatable in many ways. You know, you're trying to please your partner or your kids or whatever. Like, you're kind of always in that, like, balance of, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not doing the right thing to kind of get what I need? Because you're both kind of using each other in that scenario. But who's using who at the end of the day?
0: Yeah. Yep. They were definitely both using each other. Dracula, much more manipulative in the sense of it. Uh, But... It definitely worked both ways, for sure. Yeah. Um. But other than that, that there were really no deep insights to this movie. If It, does it was not end a
1: touchy-feely movie. Up,
0: no, no. It was just a fun action horror comedy. Yeah. Uh, it, it almost feels like more of an action comedy than the word horror. Yeah. But uh, it definitely has very, very strong horror vibes, horror elements. It's a love letter to people who loved the dracula movies to people who love the vampire movies uh it keeps a lot of the lures the same but has a lot of fun with it
1: yeah
0: uh it doesn't feel like one of those movies like scary movie where it's just a slap in the face to scream yeah like hey scream sucked let's go over the ridiculous parts of it this didn't feel like it was making fun of dracula at all no it looked like it was having fun with dracula
1: yeah it kind of um It took concepts of the Dracula franchise, I guess. Not franchise, but the Dracula. Yeah. And and it married it to kind of a comedy undertone. I think it worked really well. I really enjoyed the movie. Like I said, the language to me always got me. But overall, the movie was really enjoyable, and and I had a good time watching it.
0: One thing that surprised me is it didn't go into a a very sexuality type of joke in it because typically dracula is a very sexual type of character yeah. uh both luring women luring men whatever the case is but it didn't include much of that at all which there i was appreciate a little
1: bit of a joke um when he was talking about like the cheerleaders there was a little bit of a hint of it because like i think renfield some- said something about like women or are- And he says, well, it doesn't matter. They taste the same or something. So, I mean, it hinted at it, but it didn't go over the top.
0: Which I very much appreciate. I appreciate it. Um, It didn't feel like it would have been necessary in this. It just would have felt forced, and I wouldn't have cared for it. But uh, overall, I really had fun with this movie. There are, whenever I go to rewatch it, there will be scenes that I just fast forward through. Basically, anytime Quincy is Sully on the screen, I don't care about her backstory whatsoever. It made I've said it four times already. Uh but this is going to be a movie that I rewatch quite a bit. Yeah. And I don't say that about horror movies that I love. There are certain horror movies that I'm like, this is a phenomenal movie, Interview with the Vampire. But I don't see myself re-watching that as much. This has much more re-watchability than a typical horror movie out there. Yeah. Uh if I feel like just sitting down and watching a goofy movie, I can always see myself throwing Dale and Tucker vs. Evil on. Always, any any given moment. Yeah. I feel like this is going to be the same style of movie where if I don't know what I want to watch, I can throw Renfield on yeah. and kill an hour and a half. Yeah. Uh, really enjoyed it. So, you have anything else that you want to say about this one? No,
1: I- I'm glad to be back on the air.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Um, we're going to get back into the swing of things one episode a week. Please, please, please comment on some of our socials. Let us know what you think of the episode. Yeah. And... Uh, If you've listened to multiple, what has been your favorite episode and why? Yeah. Uh, I'd love to hear the feedbacks. That way we know which direction we should be going a little bit more. Um, Let's see here. I have no idea what the next movie's going to be at all. I like like
1: when you don't know because it makes it more fun because you don't plan ahead. You just pop it in.
0: That's usually when I... Just randomly pick a streaming service like, okay, Peacock.
1: And then we just go to
0: horror. Go to horror, scroll down until I find something like, oh, cool. Let's watch this. I like that. It's Uh, fun. And I think that's what the next one's going to be is a complete random one, but we'll see. I I honestly have no idea. So keep the suggestions coming through in the socials. We definitely have been seeing them. We've included some of those movies. There are some that we're just not going to do, period. Uh, Jaws, when... Ever that thing gets suggested, I'm going to say thank you. I've seen it about a 100 times. I love that movie. I'm not going to subject my wife or kids to that movie because that movie brings a legitimate fear of swimming.
1: He wants me to still be able to go into the oceans by our house.
0: We live right next to the ocean, so (laughs) I I would enjoy continuing to do that swimming thing. Yeah. Uh, But suggestions are definitely appreciated. Uh, any type of posts on our socials. Once again, if you enjoyed today's episode, please take about five seconds, drop a review. Yeah, share Apple, it
1: with friends. Spotify,
0: tell a buddy about it. Yeah. We all have people that we listen to or talk about horror movies with. Tell them to check out this podcast yeah. if you enjoyed it. It's uh, a wife
1: you- that doesn't like horror and is forced into it. Now I'm starting to enjoy it.
0: Who would have thought? All right. <laughs> till the next time. This has been the Horror Judge Podcast. I'm Phil. And I'm Stacey. We'll catch you next time.